0: Welcome to Enough With The Small Talk. I'm your host, Katie Lang. I'm your pain recovery coach and life coach, here to help you navigate this little thing we call living. Are you done with the surface level life? Over surface level conversations, you're craving that deep emotional support where you can bare your soul to someone who cares? That's me, I'm that person I'm that best friend that everyone thinks is their therapist, you know, except I'm not a therapist, but that's okay. I'm here to emotionally support you, help you acknowledge and recognize the things that you've actually gone through, and to show you that what you feel is valid and that the key to moving forward in healing is understanding exactly who you are. So I can't wait to dive in. So apparently, someone out there really, really needs to hear this story because I cannot peel myself out of my desk. I just went to go live in my Facebook group. I just went to go live on Instagram. Then I started my pot. Then I went to record an episode. And I'm like, I can't figure out. There's someone out here. There's someone of you listening right now that needs to hear this. And. If you are someone who is at this point where you're you're either starting to, or you've been feeling this for a while, or you're pretty freaking certain that your healing journey at this point, whether it stemmed from physical injury, chronic pain, illness, like something physical, and now you're starting to really think like, hmm, I really think there's an emotional piece to this. Right. And this is a direction that I've completely moved into with my business, my personal healing process. Um, this is my jam, but the story that's really coming to mind is the story of me and my disability. Um, my like disability income that I had for a temporary stint of time. And it's a really (laughs) dynamic story. With a lot of different emotions intertwined and interconnected. But what I've realized for me is that this injury and this lingering chronic pain, I just have this inner knowing that... And I'm not saying that there's not physical things still at play here. I definitely think there are. But I know. It's like my, my reason, my reason, the feeling outdoes the reason with me, which I used to operate the opposite. My reason always outdid my feeling. Like I always ignored my feeling and went with reason and I've learned over the last couple of years that that actually hasn't served me well in many ways um and I think my pain is one of them and so first I want to say like if you're someone that you are thinking that you're healing Journey, we, we were talking about how that word journey is just so overused. Your healing adventure, the healing process, like where you at in your life? If you're starting to feel like it is more emotional, but maybe you can't like reason with it. I'm going to tell you, you don't necessarily have to reason with it. Okay. Almost like just allow yourself to allow yourself to start to believe maybe there is an emotional piece to this for you if that's what like internally you're feeling heavily allow yourself to go there because for me it's changed my life and so i was on disability for when i got hurt really bad in 2018 that's when i couldn't work anymore and the company that i worked for offered like short-term long-term disability That was not social security disability. So it was a short term, like paid out by an insurance company, long term, which I was so grateful for that I worked and I can see it's so crazy because how I started working at that job is actually really horrible. Like why I ended up there was actually a very (laughs) horrible time of my life. Actually the worst time of my life, which is when my back injury happened, which is also not a coincidence. Um, what I was going through, what my family was going through, me being kind of the key player in that for myself and no coincidence that that's when I got hurt. And so me working at this job when I got hurt, just a very interesting course of events that led me there, but I was very grateful that they had the option for the medical leave and then the short-term and long-term disability because I got to the point where I couldn't work, right? And so how do I make this part of the story long, short? So I started sharing my social, my journey on social media, right? That was the beginning of me, like coping with what I was going through. I have always been the type of person where like, I need to make something out of nothing. Like I need to make something out of a shitty situation, right? And so I started sharing it on my social media to inspire other people, but also to connect and find other people going through the same thing. I started sharing my, my healthy habits, right? I was trying to keep myself accountable. It became an accountability aspect for me to do the things I needed to do to help me heal because it was hard and it was really difficult to stay consistent in doing it on a more public platform gave me a layer of accountability. You know, if you show up in front of thousands of people and say you're going to do something, you're a little bit more likely to do them, Katie. And, but, so how this ties into the emotional aspect is, I, those of you who have been kind of watching my story, I've made really slow incremental progress over the last four years, okay? It's been slow, but it's been progress and when I was on disability I knew like my hope was that my goal was to get myself off of it number one like I didn't see myself as a person that needed forever disability hopefully right that was my goal was to get myself off of it but the reality of it was is that I was so hurt physically that I I couldn't work. I mean, I couldn't sit for more than 10 minutes, you know, for two years. So going and working somewhere just wasn't realistic. And that's when I started to realize, Hey, what I'm doing online is like really impacting people in a really positive way. But I'm also like, dang, like I'm, I'm really good at this. Like I can actually help people and coach people and support people. And like, do this for a living, and it's what I'm really freaking passionate about, right? Like I always said when I was a kid, what do you want to do? I want to be a motivational speaker and a life coach. Hello, right? And so then I started to look at what I was doing online, very intentional of like, okay, I know I'm not going to be able to, like I knew with the treatment that I was getting, the the way, the course that I chose for myself, was a more holistic approach. After exhausting the conventional, if that's the right word, means of treatment, right? Like all the procedures I had, all the injections I had, all the PT, blah 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 blah. Once I exhausted all that, I went a more holistic route. Like, and it, nothing, nothing crazy. Like I just started at, like seeing people that actually invested in my in my full body, like looked at me full picture. So you know, I think when we say holistic, people think it's like woo woo. It's like, no, I just actually went to doctors that were like trying to prevent surgery, (laughs) you know? Um, but the thing with that is with disability, those types of doctors, if they're not an MD and if they are not of a certain caliber or of a certain degree, their, their doctor's notes, their evidence, their opinion isn't heavily as considered. Okay, so most of the doctors I was seeing, their um, testimony, I guess if you want to say, wouldn't even have been, it wasn't even considered like in court. So I had to go through hearings, disability hearings, right? So being on this short-term, long-term disability through my work, I had to apply for social security disability, which... Got denied first, which like 99% of the time it does. So this was a two-year process. It got denied once. I had a hearing because I appealed it at the time because I still couldn't work. Like I was showing up doing my inspirational thing online, but it's not like I was making money to support myself, right? Anything online, anything when you become an entrepreneur, you want to create your own business, you guys know it's it's a slow build, right? It takes time, especially when you're doing something online. And I knew that, I, my, I knew my benefits would get denied. Like I knew they were going to be discontinued. So I was living in this limbo and it was awful of waiting. I felt like every fricking month I was waiting for my disability benefits to stop like my monthly income to just be done. Um, because I knew I wasn't going and getting the injections. I said no to surgery. I said no to a spinal cord stimulator. I said no to all these different things for very valid reasons for myself. And But I knew that that choice would lead me to lose my benefits, okay? I knew that. I just didn't know when. So I was in this rat race of trying to heal, trying to do everything I can to get myself better as fast as I can so that I could work, so that I could make money because I knew I was going to lose my benefits, which was my... You know, I knew though at the rate that I was healing and at the the rate that I was making progress, it was slow. And so I knew even if I had lost my benefits, I wouldn't be able to go work for someone else, which means I needed to focus on my business and get my business to a place where hopefully when I lost my benefits, it would be, you know, I would have built it up enough to where I would be making enough to be okay. And the thing with disability was I, it was, if any of you have gone through this, it's a lot of like phone calls and basically interrogations, which I understand, right? There's a lot of people that try to, you know, take advantage of the system. So there are, it's a very black and white system and it's very, um, they're, they're always trying to catch you in a lie, right? So it's like, random calls asking all these really personal in-depth questions trying to catch you in a lie looking at medical records versus what you're saying if your records don't line up with what you're saying then there's questions and it's it's awful honestly it's awful and i'm such an honest person that the intricacies and the little details like i, <laughs> I was so afraid that i was gonna talk myself just by being honest, talk myself out of losing my benefits, even though my situation 100% warranted them. Bottom line was I couldn't sit and I couldn't stand for more than 10 to 15 minutes, right? And my biggest thing was like, okay, I will work. Like, I will work. You find me a job that I can lay down, right? And do it, and I'll do it. <laughs> um. Anyway, but so... I got to a point where I was hesitant to share my progress on social media. I was hesitant to tell the people in my life that I was making progress because I started feeling guilty that I was receiving disability income while making small progress, okay? And the system is designed for you, this is a perfect example of how the system is designed to keep you sick, keep you broken, because I knew in the back of my mind, if I got better, I would lose the benefits, which meant I would lose my financial security, right? There was no like, there was no transitional period for me. It was either I had them or I didn't. So I was very afraid to share my progress, right? Which think about what that does to the mind and the emotional aspect. Like I mentally wasn't letting myself acknowledge my process my progress I was constantly someone would say how are you I would be afraid to acknowledge the good to acknowledge the progress that I had made or I I always felt like I had to let people know that like you know I'm I'm still really hurt or I was just so paranoid that I would lose the benefits and I felt guilty that I was receiving this money even though I was someone who could not go to work right but and I got to a point where I was like I'm like I got to a point where I was holding myself back from healing physically like in a in a in a subconscious way like even I wasn't even consciously aware of it this is my point right i wasn't even consciously aware that i was holding myself back from healing physically mentally emotionally in all ways but it's because subconsciously i knew i was afraid that if i made this progress if i started to show progress that i would lose i would lose that financial stability right And I was holding myself back in the potential of my business. I was, I was holding myself back because you can only make a certain amount of money, obviously, right? If you're collecting disability benefits. So I was holding myself back literally in every aspect of my life and I wasn't aware of it at first. And then it all clicked. Then I started to see like, Katie, you are never going to heal. It just hit me. It was so clear. Katie, self, you are never going to heal in this system. Like you are never going to heal as long as you're collecting these benefits. You're not. That was me personally based on what it was doing to me, how I was dealing with it emotionally, how it, how I was viewing myself, how I was viewing my injury and my ability to heal was so tainted by this whole thing, right? By me just being afraid. And I was afraid to be fully honest. I was afraid to ask questions. I remember being afraid to even just ask. I had a disability representative, like a lawyer dude, that was assigned to me by a third party. And I remember, like, I was afraid to ask him, like, hey, just being honest, excuse me, I was afraid to just be honest and be like, hey, like, I'm trying to do my own thing here to get myself off a disability. Like, this is how much I make a month. I clearly am not at a point of like consistent sustainability yet. Like, how does this affect my benefits? Like I just, the truth, I was so afraid, right? To ask him that. And so I went into this hearing with my rep and I was advised to stick to yes or no for answers. And I was advised to not share the details or the context of like the answers of the questions that they were asking me. So like, when's the last time you went to the grocery store? Okay, Honest Katie was like, well, I went with Eric a couple weeks ago to get out of the house because it was a good day for me pain-wise, but I couldn't push the grocery cart. You know, I didn't lift any of the groceries and I had to lay down as soon as we got home. No, Katie, that... Nope, you can't share that because them just knowing that you went to the grocery store, boom, automatic, like pretty much denial, okay, is is how this was portrayed to me by my rep of like, basically, don't embellish, don't share the full truth or the full picture, try to stick to yes or no. That is something I am not comfortable with, okay? like I'm a very honest person and after this hearing, you guys, I was... This was just icing on the cake for me because I wasn't able to share the context of why I was saying, refusing, like not wanting to go forward with steroid injections anymore, not wanting the spinal cord stimulator. Like all they see, the judge saw as well. She's been given all these options and she's saying no. So she's refusing treatment, but Little do they know, I have medical records and documents from other doctors that are supporting me in my other decisions, but my disability rep is telling me that well the judge is not going to consider that. Like that doesn't carry any weight, right? And well, the judge doesn't need to hear why you're making these decisions. The context isn't going to do you any favors. And to me I'm like, how can a judge make an like a genuine determination without the context of my life? Like the context of my life Is what matters here like why I chose not to get steroid injections matters I'm not refusing my my treatment I'm not hindering my own ability to heal I had nine steroid injections and they all made me worse and they were freaking horrific and traumatizing as hell and I'm not putting myself through that when evidence shows nine times that I didn't get better I think that's pretty logical. I think that's pretty reasonable, right? I think that's something maybe the judge should know when they see Katie's refusing all this treatment, right? But no, I was advised, advised, which meant I still had a choice though, right? But I chose, I chose to go with what I was advised. Now, this is very indicative of Katie. Throughout my whole life, I've always done, for the most part, what I was supposed to do or what I thought I was supposed to do, especially if, like, a, like authority was involved. Even just, like, a teacher, a doctor, a freaking judge, hello, okay, a lawyer, someone representing me, like, I'm, I was always very much the person that, okay, well, this seems like, you know, what I'm being advised to do, mm -mm. but I wasn't, but I didn't like that about myself. Okay. So this stems back, this is like a big emotional thing for me, but I didn't, I've, I've, I've been like that and I know why now, but I didn't, I didn't want to be like that. So after this trial went through, right. This hearing, I mean, not trial. Oh my gosh. (laughs) After this hearing, I was they didn't come to a determination. It was inconclusive. And they scheduled another hearing for like another six months out. So, this has been like a two year process, okay, of like going through these freaking interrogations, pretty much living on eggshells, waiting for like, when are they going to pull my benefits? I feel like I can't be honest. I feel like I got to hide my life, yet I want to be honest, blah, 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 okay? Within all that, of course I was grateful to be receiving the freaking benefits, right? But still. Um So I decided after that hearing, I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm done. And I withdrew my claim. I withdrew my claim. I decided this is when I realized the emotional toll that this was taking on me, and when I realized how much that whole process was hindering my ability to heal. because I felt like I couldn't just heal, right? There was always a catch-22, or there was always a hang-up, or there was always a, well, if you get better, mm-mm-mm. well, if you, ba it was always a reason. There was always a reason not to get better. There was always a reason to stay broken. And I decided, no more. That was a scary as hell decision because it was voluntarily refusing benefits, like voluntarily, because while I was waiting for social security to be approved or denied, I was still getting paid for the temporary disability that I was on. They were waiting for the determination from social security. So I still could have continued to get paid, um, Like when you would draw your claim, you would draw your benefits, right? And so I had to make the decision of is me as a person, basically choose myself over the financial stability and what I feel like I should have been doing, right? And this was placed in my path for a freaking reason. And this is the thing. When we start to see and we start to believe that part of our healing journey is emotional, is like more of a deep-seated like, soul level like we are here to learn and grow like we have lessons that we need to go through individually we have things that we need to overcome um the opportunities start being put in your path like they start being presented to you and i know for me like this whole disability gig was exactly that so what's crazy is if you guys are still with me good for you i know this is like long But there's a lot of different elements to this. So what's crazy is after I withdrew my claim, I was so proud of myself, right? I was so afraid. I was totally reliant on making this income with my business. I was still really physically not in good shape, but I mentally felt freer. Like I mentally felt like, okay, now I can just do what I need to do for me. And I don't give a shit. Like it doesn't matter anymore. There's no... It doesn't affect anybody else. It doesn't affect anything else other than me. So now I can do what's best for me, okay? What's wild is there was a convoluted, when I withdrew my claim, blah, 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 behind the scenes, convoluted stuff happened. Interestingly enough, I randomly, about six months later, you guys, got a letter in the mail saying that I had another hearing. So here I am thinking I... Washed my hands of disability, okay. Felt really cringy about how that last hearing went. Felt like I didn't, I wasn't able to actually share like the truth, right? I wasn't able to share my life, my story, what I deal with on a daily basis, how my physical injury is affecting my life, why I felt I needed benefits at the time, like nothing. I wasn't able to share anything. I also wasn't able to, um, you know, talk about why maybe I was choosing this treatment over this treatment, which that information to me, it just it made no sense, right? I looked at the whole thing and I'm like, what a bunch of crap. Like a typical just system that they leave out all context, everything gets friggin twisted. <laughs> it's like, oh, it was just awful, okay? Awful. And Six months later, I get a letter in the mail. Now, in this six months, you guys, it was instant. After I decided to withdraw my claim, instantly I started making physical progress, noticeable physical progress, okay? Instantly. Tell me your emotional state does not affect your physical ability to heal. It was instant. <laughs> okay? And. i in that and that that was august right and then come like i don't know six months later i get this letter in the mail saying i have a hearing in like march and i'm like what instant like anxiety i was like no like wait a minute i thought i had washed my hands of this like what the heck i don't want to go through this again going through that that um doing the the hearing was just oh my gosh I literally felt like a criminal. It was it's crazy. Like I I was I felt like I was a criminal being interrogated, waiting to be sentenced for something. Like that's how I felt, okay? I didn't want to put myself through that again, but in that period of time is when I really started focusing on the emotional, like really tapping into the emotional side of healing, diving into like my past stuff, just exploring analyzing myself and really understanding like why I feel the way I feel why my reactions are the way they are why I you know why do I crumble in the face of authority why do I all these things I do that a lot (laughs) all these things that I'm like not a huge fan of about myself like the things that I want to change that I know are a result of like past stuff you know and started really working on it and then come to find out I have this hearing and I'm like, all right. And what, what did I do? I ignored it. <laughs> okay, so at first I avoided it completely. I didn't respond. I was getting these packets of things that I was supposed to fill out for weeks and months. I probably got the information around December and my hearing wasn't until March. I had new reps that were supposed to be representing me, calling me. I was ignoring their calls. I, I'll be honest. I was dodging the whole situation. I was like, I want nothing to do with this. I'm ignoring it, okay, and so I ignored it, (laughs) and there was, I remembered on March 2nd, I'm like, all of a sudden, at about 11 o'clock at night, I was like, I feel like this month, this week, was when this hearing was supposed to be, now, you gotta show up, like, if you don't show up to this hearing, like, that's, you know, there's consequences for that. Like it's a legit legal thing. So I knew I couldn't just dodge the whole situation, you know? And you guys, I check at 11 o'clock at night. I check, I find the information on my phone. My hearing was scheduled for eight 30 the next morning, the next morning. Are you kidding me? You want to talk about anxiety, right? So I'm laying there at 1130 at night, sweating bullets. And because of COVID, there's they do them over the phone. Like one good thing that came out of COVID, I didn't have to go in person. I probably would have died. <gasps> so I had this call at 830 and I knew that I had two choices. I could withdraw my claim or I could do it. And the easier route, the easier option, what I really wanted to do at first was just withdraw my claim, like continue avoiding the whole thing. Just withdraw, just withdraw, just withdraw. I don't want to have to go through that again. Like I don't want to have to, I have no medical records. Like I've been doing my own treatment. I've been making progress. Like I've been doing what I want to do. They're not, it's not going to get approved. Like I have no records to show. I'm going to have to defend myself. They're going to ask me all these freaking questions. It's just a bunch of bullshit that I don't want and that I don't need. Okay. Because I chose to wash my hands of this over six months ago. Then the higher version of Katie came in. The better version of Katie. The version of Katie who has transformed over the last couple of years. Stepped in and said, Katie, this is your opportunity. Like this is your freaking time to speak your voice. Speak, I was going to say speak your truth. It's all speak your truth. Use your voice and feel good about how you go through, you show up for yourself in this hearing, right? Share the truth. Share all of the details that you wanted to share last time that you didn't get the opportunity to, right? This is an opportunity for me to prove to myself that I have grown and that my story does matter and that the details absolutely do matter and that my choices that I've made are were warranted and were valid. And I started thinking about all the people who get shushed in their hearings, going through the same thing where their reps advise them to just stick to, you know, yes or no, black or white, and how many other people don't get the opportunity to actually share their story and get denied or whatever. You know, like for me, it came became more about like, The advocacy part for myself, like advocating for myself, stepping up for myself, and for other people, you know what I mean? I'm like, screw this, screw the system, like this is my opportunity to show up, and I don't care if I get denied, because at this point, I have nothing to lose, right? I have nothing to lose, I was not receiving benefits anymore, I was, I had no ties to the system anymore, so it didn't matter what I said, it didn't matter, nothing. And so to me, this became more of a test and an opportunity for me to take all the growth that I've been going through, all of the healing, all of the emotional, like me pushing myself emotionally to be the version of myself I want to be and by going backwards and understanding my life and my past experiences like I had gotten to a place of more confidence of more certainty within myself and so I decided that I was going to go forward with the hearing I was so nervous and he called me the next morning gosh this is long part of me feels like I should split this in two I got nerve pain going down my leg. Wicked right now. Um, so, I'm wondering if I should do this in part two, like continue in part two. So I answer the phone in the morning to go forth with the hearing and the judge tells me, Katie, Miss Lane. You have two choices. I see you don't have representation. You can postpone the hearing and get representation. Or we can continue here today and you can represent yourself. And I said, judge, I would like to represent myself because I believe I was completely misled with the last representation that I had. Okay, let's proceed. Mm. And I had to say that too, because after it was all said and done and I look at how my last rep was with me, I was like, he, he believed I would get denied and he was advising me based on that, which I understand he only gets paid if I win He basically, I feel like, just kind of wrote me off, right? Because he saw me as a case that would be denied, so whatever. And long story short, I shared everything. I shared everything in that hearing. I cried. I shared why I was I chose not to get the surgeries. I said to the judge, I said, judge, uh, respectfully, like I went through my 400 page medical record at 1130 last night that you have access to. And what's missing is the context of the conversations that I had with these doctors, right? This was one of the biggest things was it was so clear to me how inaccurately the doctors that I saw transcribed our conversation how inaccurately what I said my symptoms were what I said how my life was being affected was not accurately represented in the doctor's notes and I said that and I you know I acknowledge I said I understand like you need medical evidence you need proof but I want you to know that after going through these records, there's a lot here that is missing. And I feel like, how can you make a decision without hearing the full picture, you know? And he was very respectful and he let me talk. He let me submit even more evidence because there was evidence that I had submitted to my rep last time that was a key note, was was the most accurate note in my entire 400 plus page medical record that actually explained the accuracy of my situation. And oddly enough, that one note was not submitted into evidence last time. So I luckily had gone through my 400 page medical record document the night before at 1130 when I realized my hearing was the next morning and I looked for that one note and I saw that it wasn't in there and I asked the judge... There's a very strict cutoff date for when you can submit evidence for these hearings. And I, old Katie, Katie prior to this, like, growth, would not have asked to submit more evidence because I read that you're, like, technically only supposed to submit it within 14 days, right? So I wouldn't even have asked because I would have felt like I was breaking the rules or I was doing something I wasn't supposed to or... And I asked, I said, judge, I have a doctor's note here that I would like to read to you if I may. And he said, yes. And he listened and he let me submit it into evidence now. And I explained how I wasn't comfortable going forward with any of these treatments, the spinal cord stimulator, the, stimulator, the nerve ablation, a spinal fusion, because I saw over six specialists and none of them could agree on one treatment. And I said, so how am I as a patient supposed to have the confidence going forward with any of that when my history shows that every single procedure I said yes to made me worse, right? I shared my reasoning with him to show that I'm not just some person out here doing nothing, trying to take advantage of the system, saying no to all my all my healing treatment options like I am doing what I feel is best for me I'm working with the doctors who I am making progress with whether you carry weight with them or not whether you think their medical degree or their opinion whether the system considers them capable enough or uh, of a high enough caliber to submit evidence, I'm going to go see them anyway, because that's who I'm actually getting better with. And I made that very clear that I'm making these decisions based on what's best for me. And I recognize, and I said this, I recognize this system is not designed to help people like me. It's not. It's not designed to help people who go outside of the box and do what no matter what is best for them. People who want to start a business, people who want to get better, be motivated to heal and do what's best for themselves despite anything else. It's truly not designed, right? And that's what I realized is I was trying to get help from a system that wasn't designed for someone in my situation specifically, okay? Okay. This is not talking negatively about anyone that receives benefits at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the system is designed to where someone in my situation making the choices that I'm making is always going to be denied, right? And that's on me. Those are my choices. Those are those are my choices. And that's okay. But I recognize this and I verbally recognize this out loud because I was made to feel prior to that hearing that I was some like, I don't even know that I was just like, I remember these, the people in the insurance companies and from disability, just asking me these questions with such an attitude of like, so what are you doing? So you're not seeing a surgeon. You're not seeing an MD. So what are you doing? How, so what is your treatment plan? Talking to me like that, right? Like, no matter what I said, they're like, basically I could hear it in their voice. They're just like, you're crazy. Like, what are you doing? Right? Right. And it's because I was choosing to go outside of a system that wasn't helping me, which is the same choice I made again when I withdrew my claim. But like I said, I saw this as an opportunity for me not to crumble in the eyes of authority. I saw this as an opportunity for me to share and highlight the discrepancies that I see in this system and how it's a direct, like I am the prime example of that i decided to share the context that was missing that i guarantee if it wasn't missing in my doctor's notes i probably would have gotten approved neither here nor there i think the long story short i got denied after speaking all my truth of course and i am It worked out the way it was supposed to. For me personally, it worked out the way it was supposed to. And like I said, this second hearing was not about getting approved or denied. It was about my opportunity to show up for myself like I never have before, right? And one of the biggest things that we can do to grow and to heal emotionally is to do the things that make us uncomfortable. To do the things that we would normally shy away from. I I referred to this as incremental courage on a live video in the inner circle. Incremental courage where you do something you wouldn't normally do because you've made just enough progress and growth to where you feel, okay, I can do this. I'm scared, but I can do this. You do it. Now you have another increment, like incremental courage. Then you use that courage from that situation And that feeds into the next situation that you would normally back down from, right? And that's exactly what's been happening for me. Now that I have done that, I have been able to speak my mind, my truth, to people in my life that I have lived my entire life not being able to, that are very close to me. 28 years of my life and I said no more and it's because of putting myself in that saying yes to that hearing taking advantage of that opportunity recognizing that it was an opportunity for growth for me right for everything that I've been working on so what's the moral of my story (laughs) good question (laughs) Um, that if you feel this, this is what, like, if you feel that your healing journey is more like a journey of deep personal growth, like, I'm talking profound. I'm, I am getting deep, like, profound growth. Like, you don't want to be the person that X, Y, and Z anymore. You have come to a place where you're recognizing that, what you've gone through in your life has contributed to why you are the way you are and you want to change certain things or you want to heal certain things. You want to move forward. You don't any longer want to be that version of yourself and you know that this is where your healing journey has led you whether you're dealing with physical pain or not. like For me, I definitely think my physical lingering chronic pain is emotional, is And I've been doing so much reading and learning about how trauma, like the most basic thing, like if you're an analytical brain and more of a scientific brain, the best way I can put it, because it can be hard to believe sometimes, right, that our emotions can affect our pain. That's how I used to think. But bottom line, we go through emotional things, we go through traumatic things, and traumatic things, often there are things that we don't recognize, or label as traumatic right because they're not like they don't feel like they're life or death but they end up internally affecting us as trauma so trauma is basically what happens inside the body okay so it doesn't really matter the caliber of the situation on paper like if it wasn't life or death on paper it matters how it affected you internally so this is why trauma can be hard to recognize if we're just trying to find like a traumatic memory or traumatic event because sometimes trauma doesn't always present itself so in your face. But trauma has the effect that it has in the body and if that energy isn't expelled or dealt with after, the the, the lingering energy gets stored in the body. And that's one of the biggest like connections and research of like trauma and chronic pain is if you haven't expelled the energy or healed the wound in a sense right the energy is still in your body and a lot of people believe that that's what manifests as chronic pain so for me I'm in a place in my life where I 100% think that my pain is deep-seated emotional stuff which is why I'm so committed this like emotional growth which is why everything that I do all the programs that I run and working with women one-on-one now is really based on women who want that deep profound growth because I've seen what it's done for me I mean it was immediate when I shifted things for myself with disability right it was I had last Friday I shared this in my inner circle last Friday I spoke my truth (laughs) to someone in my life that I've always really struggled with my entire life and it has eaten me up for the better part of my life and I finally stood up that was the best day I've had with my back pain in the last four years like my physical capability was higher than than like then my baseline threshold right now like my normal threshold right now isn't like that day that I did that. My, the physical ability that I showed, how long I was able to sit, stand, drive, walk, all that is not in alignment with where I'm even at currently. And it was that day, it was no coincidence to me that when I showed up for myself, that when I expelled this energy, that when I, that was part, that was me like healing in a deep seated, beginning to heal a deep seated thing I have with this person. And it was instant in my body. Right? So to me, it's undeniable. Undeniable. So when you allow yourself, if you are someone who you do believe that even though you may not understand it, right? You don't have to understand it yet. But you have this inner feeling of like, okay, I'm on more of like a like profound personal growth, you know, deep journey here it's okay to like allow yourself to go there and when you do allow yourself to go there and kind of allow yourself to believe that maybe that is true maybe that is where I'm at these opportunities for growth will come in your path they will and because you've made the conscious decision to allow yourself to start believing that this emotional growth is what you need and this healing is what you need you will recognize these opportunities for growth you'll be able to see them as that whereas before you wouldn't have right that was me with this whole this whole disability thing the second hearing how crazy i withdrew my claim like i shouldn't have had another hearing and i had another hearing i don't even know like just wild and i know that was put in my path had nothing to do with disability it had nothing to do with me getting approved or denied or potentially getting benefits it had to do with me being given the opportunity to show up for myself in a higher version that I had worked hard to be, right? That that level of healing that I had reached, I was able to take it and do what I needed to do with it. You see? Oh, my Lord. So I know this was a lot. If you've listened thus far, It's come full circle, right? And you can see what I'm saying here. So allow yourself to lean into that more emotional, profound healing if that's where you're feeling led. So there was so much layered within this episode, this more emotional side of things, finding the deeper meaning, advocating for ourselves, choosing ourselves, doing what we need to do for us. Standing in our freaking truth, speaking the truth, no matter what. This was my second chance to speak my freaking truth and not be shut down, not be told to keep quiet. You know, this was my second go around. And it was so clear to me that it happened for a reason because the first time, the first hearing, I did. I shut up. I didn't speak my truth. I didn't share my story, even though it went against every grain of my body, even though I didn't feel good about it. So this to me was definitely my second chance to put this situation behind me, but to feel good about how I carried myself and how I showed up for myself in that situation. So... I hope you gain something meaningful out of this episode. I hope you can take what I've talked about and apply it to your own life in certain ways. So I'm going to head out for now. Some really good episodes coming down the pike for ya. I don't know if it's pike. I think it's pike. Pipe? Pike? And I love you all. Thank you so much for listening and being here. Let me know your thoughts. And I will be back as always.